You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. It's November. The temps have dropped to a frigid 68 degrees in LA. And you know what that means, guys. That means cuffing season is upon us. And frankly, we're really not that into the pressure. I mean, I am not, I have a significant other, but I don't like the pressure. It's just gross. So things are slowly inching towards normalcy in the world. And we think that it's much more organic to enter into this so-called cuffing season, which by the way, is the cold wintry time of the year where everyone stops hooking up with like abandon and they find a partner and they settle down and they watch Hallmark movies under a nice warm blankie together so they can be with somebody for the holidays. We think that you should take a less pressure kind of vibe if you can. This is, well, at least it's my perspective. So why do people in the first place even feel the need to partner up, especially when there are like some major boundaries set by a pandemic that basically like starts us all off from a deficit, right? Like we haven't been out, people are afraid to get close and like everyone's pressuring to like find a partner right now before like the end of the year. So I don't know. I really feel like we could just all, you know, enjoy the slow walk back into socialization and, you know, enjoy our newfound independence and keep practicing like casual dating, right? I mean, do we all have to just like start cuffing hardcore? Well, I actually think that cuffing season is like defunct because the pandemic was a really long cuffing season, if you ask me for some. Not me personally. I tried because a lot of people did couple up during the pandemic because quarantining was more fun for people if they had someone there and could do sex with them regularly, potentially, or some people split up as we discussed ad nauseum over the last year and a half. But I think cuffing season is cute and all, but I want it to be for me personally with potential to grow into something longer than just a season. Like, you know how they say, you know, if somebody's here for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Well, I'm not really interested in a season because, listen, I know I can be alone. I want them to start now so that we can do cute holiday things together. I have a date to things. I can cuddle with a person and be lazy and eat food and drink the wine and not feel obliged to go out. Or if I do go out, I have a date. Um, but Ultimately, I would like that to carry into the new year. And I don't yeah. feel the pressure necessarily as that I like have to find somebody. It's more that I want to all year long and want to even more during the holidays because I personally find the holidays to be romantic. And that's me personally. I, I'm I'm confused at <laughs> the male voice of this podcast. I am confused on what the fuck you guys are talking about. Of this whole podcast or just I'm this show, Rob? Of this, of this show 
but like I'm confused what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like I don't think <laughs> that guys know what cuffing season is. It sounds like we're being arrested. Yes. To well, be honest. You are by a woman who wants you to cuddle her. But like but like now I'm like have I been cuffed? Have I been cuffed? Probably. Which also sounds horribly deviantly sexual also. But like horribly. You're yeah. you're upset about it? No, it doesn't sound like fun, like cuffing. It feels yeah. sounds like it's going to be against pressure. my will. Like pressure. You're trapped. Right. Yeah. So, like but so explain to me what exactly it is that you that is cuffing. It's you're telling me that it's like girls are purposely going out there and finding somebody so they don't have to be alone. Well, not it's just not, girls. Yeah, not just girls. It's yeah. basically no, the, it, no. It's not the article in yeah. Vogue that inspired this conversation here today was written by a guy. In fact, and and cuffing season was he is, like doing a re- was he like doing like investigative reporting because I no. swear to you I've never had a conversation with one of my other straight male friends that have been like dude cuffing season it's fucking <laughs> cuffing season listen, no, are you no. ready listen pumpkin no first of all guys don't know what anything is about anything you guys just do things women label things because we're great at that so like we like to put labels on relationships so we labeled a season. Cuffing season. I think it should be rebranded because cuffing sounds negative. I think it should be cuddling season and people will be like, oh, that sounds a lot more sexual and fun. Yeah, but you don't cuddle out at parties that you want to cuff somebody to take to. Okay, and, well, I don't like, want to cuff somebody. I want to okay. keep somebody. Right. Listen. You, we talked about like we talked about this last time. Sorry, Lauren, I keep interrupting you, but Jen's beginning diatribe got me got me <laughs> thinking. You like to oh lease to the option again. to buy. <laughs> the lease to the option to buy because we are, are going to talk a little bit about our past guests that we had. Uh, and one of them was um, Leah, who talked about casual sex and everything. And you sound like you wanted that episode. You sound like you want casual sex, but now you're saying you want to cuff somebody into being your husband eventually. So it's yeah, like, Rob, because I do want casual sex in the meantime, because a girl's got to live. But do I want that only? No. Can I have both? Yes. I think that casual sex leads to potentially, it could be, and you shouldn't be doing casual sex for this purpose, but I think that if you're practicing casual sex, it could lead you to a relationship because I personally believe it kind of like makes you sexual, it opens you up, and it kind of inspires you to like have a different perspective of viewing people. And I just think it kind of opens doors, right? It's so it's just leaves you more open to receiving things. So I think you can want to have casual sex and then cuff for lack of a better term. I think nobody I mean, I've never had a I know what cuffing season is. I've never had a straight up conversation with my girlfriend, like, it's cuffing season, Jen, you better get ready. Like, it's more like a broad term that just people who couple up during the holidays, it's like, oh, they're, they're cuffing. Thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> I've still never said it about anybody who is coupled up during the holidays, but it's basically a term to um, identify this time of year because it seems as though people couple up like faster or more or the need to couple up is like more heightened because um, one of the good reasons is that people say that they cuff is because you want to take someone home for the holidays or to have like go into the new year with because you don't want to like go home and be like, oh, you're still single and like answer all those fucking questions. That, that's one of the reasons why 
coupling up during this time of the year feels heightened or there feels like a pressure to do it. It's also seasonal, which we don't have here in LA, Rob. So maybe that's why you cannot relate to the rest of the country. But places that have seasons and cold weather, they have to hibernate just like the bears. And so they have to stay in and it's fun for them to stay in with somebody else and have body heat and snuggle. It sounds like you guys have been, this is like a made up holiday by Lifetime and our Hallmark. That Maybe it like, is. That Maybe like, it, is. it sounds like a typical like Hallmark movie plot line of like girl meets boy, girl needs boy to impress parents, yes. but they're not really together. And then they fall you're, in love you're catching on quick, at the Rob. cabin when they're wearing pajamas and sitting yeah, by a matching fire watching the wonderful pajamas. life. And clearly not everybody is involved in this cuffing season, whether they're conscious about it or not. But I do think that there is a time of year where it feels like people feel the pressure, like I'm single, like even if the holidays bring upon like nostalgic memories and or you see a lot of things on social media like couples under trees taking pictures like (laughs) doing I'm just saying it puts the thought in your mind like it highlights the fact that you're single which I think is shitty also New Year's people want a New Year's kiss right like who are you gonna kiss like I think people are conscious of the fact that they're single during this time so they're maybe thinking more about like actively finding someone to partner up with okay so let me ask you let me ask you this. Do you think cuffing is less than, because the idea I got when we first started was that cuffing is like a time, Jen was saying like for a season, she wants it, but for more than the season, she wants it to like eventually be leading into something, which I understand. I mean, that's dating, but you start to feel more like alone because of the season, because you're seeing all that other stuff happening. Yes. Correct. Ding, and, ding. And, and, and sometimes people will say, oh, well, it's cuffing season because sometimes those relationships, because of the pressure, like, oh, I need to find like, I really just I'm sick of being alone and I want to snuggle and then I could have a date to this and I could have a bring maybe my this person could meet my family because we maybe we've been dating for a month by this point and then we've got a New Year's date and oh my God, you know, you start thinking all these things. Well, if you're pressuring yourself, this is why I think cuffing season, like I'm not into the pressure because if you're pressuring yourself to find someone for those things, it's probably not based on like a solid foundation. And so it will be just a season. It's probably going to end when things are over. Unfortunately, it, you know, if you, if you're pressuring yourself, which is why we want to talk about the pressures of cuffing season. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like getting to cuffing season, make it through St. or make it through Valentine's day. And then be single by St. Patrick's Day. Wait, that's what people say. That's actually the timeline. But also, Rob, just know that if I don't cuff someone, I'm coming for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you better than get invested in finding me someone. So, Well, I think, you guys, we have had a couple of guests on our show that did not talk about cuffing season, but they did definitely talk about like hooking up and or putting yourself in a really great position to find someone who will be there for you in a lasting relationship. Like I loved our guest, Leah Holmgren. She is AKA the kink shrink, right? And she was on our show a couple shows ago to discuss her book, Hook Up Without Heartbreak. And she broke down the basics of like how to hook up while managing expectations and setting boundaries. So like, it's kind of like the opposite of cuffing season. But if you, I think this could be good for people to know, you don't have to find a partner to like go do all those things. There's going to be plenty of single people at this Christmas party or New Year's or whatever. And maybe those parties still aren't in full swing anyway because of COVID. So don't pressure. 
pressure yourself. If you're dating and you're having fun doing it, like think back to that show. We can go over some of the things that Leah suggested to do about how to just be open and have fun and like have sex and or casual sex. If you are looking to partner up with somebody, you could probably do both. You could probably like hook up without heartbreak and keep yourself open to the world. And then like, maybe you meet somebody because you're like out having fun and you're kind of like glowing and attracting people. I don't know. Right. Well, there's, I think there's two sides to that. And you mentioned it twice about how casual sex could open you up to other people. But I think that takes a certain kind of person who understands and can compartmentalize the casual sex because other people use it to fill a void and get distracted by the casual sex because they're comfortable with what they have. And they're like, well, I already have this part of my life fulfilled. So I want to just like be out with my friends and they actually have blinders on. So I think there's one, you know, component where that works and then another side where it doesn't. Well, you have to be having casual sex like Leah suggests. That other way that you said she is not down with that. Like that's not her instructions on how to do it correctly and set your boundaries and manage your expectations. She's like, you need to like, there, all her book goes over it all and our show goes into more detail about that. But yes, it's more like you need to be very clear about the fact that you want to have casual sex. You need to communicate it and you need to make sure that you have things in your checklist that you're like, you know, you're not going to fall for the person and it's going to just. Well, what about cuffing? Like you could have cuffing season for casual sex. Right. You That is casual. Basically, if it's just the season. Right. Yeah. And then Jen could be like, like we're using Jen as an example because she says she wants all of this. But like when 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 like Jen could be like, uh, we're having casual sex and uh thank you for my Christmas casual sex and I will see you on New Year's Eve for New Year's Eve casual sex and you'll be my date. And you will get a calendar invite. <laughs> but then yes. if you bring but if the, but then if you bring that that casual sex home and you no. start cuddling with it and feeding it and watching movies with it, that's like a dating. gremlin. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You would not do that. You wouldn't. Why can't I? No, because that's not the boundary. You wouldn't. You're blurring lines. You're blurring lines. First of all. No, you cannot. You can cuff casually. So you can do, you can watch a Hallmark movie with somebody and then do sex with them. You can cuddle and drink wine and then do sex. And then they go home and you go out on a date the next day. You can be like you that can happen like three or That's four times dating. no it's, it's not dating. since i'm being personally attacked by my choices i'm going to give you a nice example rob casual sex does not just have to be like open door don't talk penis in vagina and goodbye no it doesn't have to be that casual you can actually like and respect the person so you want to hang out with them yes but i would not do personal things like bring them home to meet your family that you're going home alone to do or not. And when you want a new, and then you, maybe you say like, Hey, we've had sex like four times. Do you want to like meet me at this new year's party? And then you like have your new year's kiss and your new year's sex. And then like done. I'm more of our other guests. I'm more of our other guest, Kim, who was the fifth dimensional, um, medium. She was a medium, right? She was all kinds of things. She's yeah. a world-renowned medical intuitive activist, speaker, and author. And her yes. book was Awakening the Fifth Dimension. And it's like how to discover your soul's path to healing. And it is out in like a couple of weeks. But she talked about going from like the third dimension to the fifth dimension. And Rob, you were like very knowledgeable about this. So how well, do you Because I, be- I believe in that stuff more than casual sex, I think. And I'm starting to understand now that like the cuffing is like the 
what makes people feel that way. It's kind of like, you know, winter depression when people start getting depressed because it's like dark outside earlier. That's seasonal affect disorder. Yeah, that one. Seasonal affect disorder. Which yeah. is isn't that just spell sad? Yes. I that's probably the acronym for it. It is. <laughs> we don't have that in LA. Right. But we we don't. We have it when it rains for 30 minutes outside. Then we don't go outside. <laughs> so for the whole weird. Day. But, so weird. But I see how people are like, okay, that comes around. Then they start feeling sad. Then they start wanting somebody just so they aren't sad. Yes. Acronym included. Hello, yes. cuffing season was quarantine before quarantine became quarantine. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't go out and find somebody for quarantine. It was either you were dating somebody or you weren't, and then you no, just did No, people found but, but people. People, but no, but Rob, but I think people felt pressure like okay but from coming from another place but in the same way felt pressure to couple up like I don't want to be alone during this whole uh, listen this is not the way I would have felt had I been single I don't think but I'm speaking for maybe some perspectives I don't want to be alone during this like time I am actively looking to partner up with somebody this is going to be a long time where I'm going to be locked in my apartment by myself at least then if I meet somebody we gain a trust then I could date this person and not worry about getting COVID because we can be like on, almost like STD like you don't have to worry about getting other things right this person's like with me and I'm with them and then because you're you can't go out and socialize with other people this relationship grows kind of quick and strong and fast you're playing which- house it's basically musical chairs unless you happen to find someone that you really connect with not just a seat filler for the time period you're stuck at home okay so let's yes. talk more about then this i understand i understand what you're saying let's talk about more about this pressure of cuffing season then do you think people are getting the pressure from outside sources like like lauren was saying about like the family's going to be like why are you still single like what's wrong with you or do you think it's on them personally to be like I wish I had a family and somebody to be under, uh, apparently under trees with. I think it's both. (laughs) Same. I think for me personally, it's both. I feel one that I'm that single person at the Thanksgiving dinner table as usual. And two, then I know like what we were saying before about bringing like casual sex person home for the holidays. Like I wouldn't do that. I would say, stay where you are. Let's have our separate holidays with our families, but let's meet up after dinner Yes, and we can snuggle. But you can come with me to a uh, New Year's party because that's not super familial and close to my family. It's more friend oriented and I'd like to have a date I can make out with. And yes, casual. Because we live in LA, right? And we every most people aren't from LA. The majority of people aren't that we're friends with. There's a lot of Friendsgivings type things out there but it's not huge it's not like a new year's eve um but it's more like you know 12 people sitting down having a dinner so it's it's still kind of familiar like would you bring a casual sex to that because it's still you're still feeling lonely i did do casual sex with somebody who i actually really enjoyed spending time with and the only reason it ended is because he started seeing somebody that he was interested in. But otherwise, like, I would be happy to hang out with him on any given day. I'd bring him around my family in L.A. I'd bring him around my friends because he's just like a fun person. So really, the root of it is more of a friendship. But I'm also like down to do sex with him because that's a good time, too. Right. So I think ultimately for me. Do your friends case- start asking about it, though? Do your friends start being like. Who's that guy? Why has he been no, around? No, because I talk to times? my friends in advance and give them a press release, obviously. Oh. 
you know, I send a message around. So um, I, I, I would be comfortable with him specifically. Again, I can't say that about every person I would potentially do casual sex with, but I think me personally, I can't do casual sex with somebody that isn't somebody I would also be friends with. And I think to Lauren's point, during the Leah show is that the goal is to find somebody you respect and can trust so that you do a have fun sex with them because you have to like really for a female, you have to get past your brain and into your body. And that's hard when you are with a perfect stranger. So to go do casual sex with somebody, you have to, I think, feel comfortable with them if you're a certain kind of person. So wait, That's you have not to, they have to be good with your friends and family. They have to respect and trust. You have to be physically attracted to them and then also want to talk to them again. Hmm. Okay. It sounds like you really want to go into the fifth dimension with this one, Rob. So ultimately the goal is to find somebody in the fifth dimension, but when you can't, you find someone in the third dimension who might be a friend who you text with and you do very superficial things with. You could find someone in the fifth dimension that you are ca- open and having casual sex with that's very open and fluid and like share you're sharing yourself with somebody all it takes all it takes is a very very honest form of communication that it's probably uncomfortable because most people don't look a dude at women or do dudes in the reverse look there uh, someone else in the eye and say I just want to have sex with you because you think you're going to they're going to get offended but if you know already you're not going to come up to some chick or some dude that you don't think might be thinking the same thoughts right it's a risk always but you're like listen I'm friends with this person I'm attracted to them enough. I don't see myself ever getting serious with this person for whatever reason, but I could totally have sex with them. We're friends. So yeah, to answer your question, they could probably come to Friendsgiving with me and I would just be really, obviously you're not going to be touchy-feely with them. You would introduce them. This is my friend, Rob. Maybe your friends already know you're having casual sex with this person. So it's like, you know, you're, you just have to be very open about it. I think. And I think, I think that the only way I would be able to have that kind of relationship with somebody without being a concerned that they might get feelings for me or be the other way around is if maybe, and I just thought about this now, maybe if I started having the casual sex with somebody, I already tried dating. So like an ex. So if I had like an ex come back into my life, and I was like, man, I miss having sex with that person so much. It was so good. She sucks as a person, but damn, like we were good in, in the sack or whatever, you know, then I think, and if we both agreed on that, then I think maybe I could do it that way because we both know we were not good for each other. Well, that's, at that point. listen, all it takes is an agreement. So whether it's an ex or not, I mean, if you are confident that you are not going to like fall back into something and she isn't, or he isn't or whatever, then that can work. I mean, that's for you to really, I am so distracted by you drinking right out of a wine bottle. Did you only just notice that? No, but it just like hit, I've been watching you do it and it just hit me. Um, Jen made me me get to the drink. Damn it. I'm so jealous that I'm not drinking. I texted him in advance and said, we're drinking. Fuck. Yeah. But I think- And he did not fight me on it. I would not ever fight you on that. I- think that you, if that works for you, Rob, that's a little bit of a risk that some people might be like, oh, hell no. But if you know that you could do that, then that's how you would approach a casual sex. That's yeah. fine, right? And that's where the fifth dimension thing comes in too, because we obviously already had that connection where we tried to date each other. So we have that 
respect for each other if it doesn't end in horrible terms. But are you sure you wouldn't fall back into it? Because like, let's just say the sex is really good and you happen to be getting along because there are no strings attached and you're feeling like, oh, wow, things are so much easier this go around. Maybe we should give it another try. And you're now locked into this thing that you actually didn't really mean to fall into versus just starting something with somebody else who you don't have that baggage with and that history that would be like such a cute Hallmark movie if you were to rekindle in round two would be even better. It's funny that we see it in two completely different sides of the coin. Well, we are male and female and that is why you're here. I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think back just from my personal experience. I don't think I've ever had casual sex with somebody I didn't already know. So like, I think these were like friends. I'm trying to think of like people one in particular was like a friend that was like in a big I can group think of, of somebody. For her? Yeah, obviously. He was a friend that was in, well, this person I'm thinking of. He was my friend that was in a group of friends. And he was always at like parties and things. And I like thought he was attractive, but I wasn't like, oh, I want to date that guy. I didn't really know at first, but then I realized that like we are more friends than not, but there was kind of an attraction and a flirtation and we like acted on it. Yeah. But you, when you first acted on it, you probably thought, here's my point. Is that I think like, he thought he was dating you. Did he not? I don't know if you were talking about the same person, but maybe we're not one. Uh, the person I'm thinking of did sports. I still, I mean, I date a lot of guys that do sports. That's my thing. So in your past, and do in your past. please speak, please speak in past tense. I mean, yes, in my past. In my past, I like yeah. sport type guys. It's a whole other episode where Lauren comes out that she's likes that I like teams. the football oh, players. Brother. But anyway, yeah, but I mean that's how I it worked. That's how I could think that it worked for me. Like it wasn't a stranger, but it wasn't someone I'd already dated. It was like I don't, and that felt safe to me. Like that, I just feel like there's there's. I mean, look, I I, I this is because I thought about this episode, with Leah. For like a day or two afterwards, I even talked to my therapist about it because my therapist, <laughs> my therapist is also kind of like a um, uh, a matchmaker. She keeps trying to find me the perfect person to date, and I'm like, I That's don't. Cute. Does she take insurance? <laughs> <laughs> I so, like her. But but I was talking about this whole casual sex thing, and how I'm not really wanting to do that anymore. I've had plenty of casual encounters in my life, or like one night stands or whatever. I'm not looking for that anymore, right? I'm looking for something to turn into something. So Did she put like, you on timeout? Huh. Didn't she put you on timeout? No, she didn't put me on timeout. She. You said during that show, you're like, you're not allowed to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, anymore. yeah. She doesn't want me to. She doesn't want me just having random sex anymore, which right. is fine. I don't want that either. So we're on the same wavelength. But you did it though. You did it for a while, and I, I had one casual relationship with somebody that I said on that episode that like we were both like we like having sex, but you're we're just not on the same wavelength as far as like right. everything else. But it was also weird because feelings do get involved. And there was that conversation where I was like, okay, I'm going to start dating this person now. And you're like, okay, there's like a sense of like there was rejection. Yeah, but not but but it wasn't like huge rejection because I knew it was coming like it was part of the deal. But there was still like, I like this person more than you and we spend time together. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and that can happen. And honestly, there is a huge risk. But I think that there are times if you're very deliberate you can avoid that but yes it's a risk but it's not like if it does happen it's less of like it's more just like a pinch instead of a stab in the heart you know you're just like oh, okay and then you kind of get over it quicker because what did you, what did you guys think about 
Kimberly in the fifth dimension. What did you think about that episode in, in the interview with, with Kimberly? So I totally feel disconnected from certain people entirely as far as priorities go. Like I dated a guy who I connected with on a lot of things, which I thought was so deep and meaningful and significant because it was different than I had with other people. But at the same time, he was incredibly superficial, very materialistic, and cared a lot about what people thought of him on social media, which are three very big red flags to me. So no matter how spiritual you are and how much you care about your dead dad and want to talk about that and mourn things and all that jazz and how you practice meditation and yoga, doesn't matter when you're still living in the third dimension more so than you mm. are the other stuff. And you're prioritizing that and you're burning man and your volleyball and your stupid Okay, we're getting a little are... specific here. Do you want to just say the guy's name? You're getting very specific. <laughs> I am horrified still by this human because he could and have been a good thing. named Spencer. Oh, he actually doesn't like dogs, which no. was a bigger problem than any of the rest. Jesus. But anyway, I know. I know. Doesn't work for me. So anyway, it was like we were, I, I felt like I had, I was straddling the dimensions. No pun between intended. Ha. Huh. It was very clear to me that I didn't connect with him in certain areas. And I, he felt it too. I, we never really talked about what those areas were for each of us. But I, for me, knew and I put on like a pros and cons list before we had the conversation of whether this was a match, what my pros and cons were for him. And all of the cons were the things in the third dimension when I look back at it. And so, again, I have no idea his side to this story, but for me, those were really tough things because I was like, oh, man, there are things we connect on. So like, do I move forward and see if he's going to get over those things that are a little bit more superficial and lacking of substance, in my opinion, or needing validation or living on his device or whatever the case may be. Which is what we should. I'm sure you guys have done this before, but I would really love to have a conversation with you two. And maybe even somebody who works in that in the industry about social media and the importance of that with a relationship and like what it does and doesn't do for people in a relationship. Does that make sense? I think that social media, you know, definitely adds pressures and things to from the other person and from your own perspective. So that is a really interesting point that goes along with both of these guests that we had on with the casual sex thing. I mean, you could be like looking at the person's social media and seeing what they're doing. Like it it's almost gives you an insight into the personal life that you shouldn't really have if you're trying to have casual sex potentially. And then mm -hmm. if you're trying to meet someone and be on like level up to the fifth dimension and you're like distracted by social media, you're bringing yourself back down to the third dimension. So, I mean, I do think it affects kind of everything really. And the, th and the third dimension in the sense of like, if you're posting, I think you call them thoughts, thoughts, thought <laughs> pictures. Oh, right? you mean like T-H-O-T-S? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, those pictures, if you post a lot of those, like what kind of attention in, are you trying to get and from whom? If you are, right. you know what I mean? If you're trying to be on the fifth dimension with this person, why are you getting validation from people you don't know in the third dimension? It's painful to watch. In fact, I actually have, there's a girl that I was friends with for quite some time and, and we're still friendly, but it, it was really hard for me to be close to her because I didn't feel like I could connect with her on a human being level because she was putting out this person that I was like, who is that? I mean, the filters, filters the filters and were, the, I know it was bad. The persona, I was like, I don't know that girl. I know a goofy, sweet girl that like giggles and snorts and is like a good time and all of these things in shops on Amazon. But the person that I see on Instagram is super high in luxury, smoke and mirrors central. And I'm like, 
I don't know that I can have a conversation with you and actually feel comfortable because you're two people. So also (laughs) on that front, like Rob, I think girls probably are more criminal of putting out this persona on Instagram where they like also use those same images on their dating profiles. Granted, we know you're not on dating sites, but they put this persona out there. So do you at all look into that and say like, oh, maybe she's a little bit too invested in her social media following and validation. Maybe I should tone it down and she's a little too third dimension for me. Yeah. I mean, that uh, that's something that, that, that's why I'm not on those things because that's to me, the entire basis and foundation of a relationship is them promote. Like I can't even promote myself like that. I wouldn't know how to do it. You have to be like one-on-one with me and see who I am. I, d- I wouldn't even know how to promote myself in that dimension because I feel like I come across better in person. I try to avoid any way I can. Anybody that's like, if you have over like 10,000 followers and you're a girl, I'm like, ah, I mean, now, now we live in a city where it's mostly like, you know, if they have over 50,000 followers, I'm like, that's probably not the girl for me, you know, but anything under is okay, depending on what they do for a living. Um, what about signs with you guys? We talked a lot about signs with Kimberly too. Like, do you guys look for signs when you're dating somebody? Do you look for like things that, you know, are like the higher spirit or being like, do you look for that? I do. Wow. I actually, well, I, when I was dating the guy who was in the third and fifth dimension at the same time, living a double life. Sounds like um, more three than five. I think evenly split, but not in a way where it was conducive to moving forward because I think he also doesn't know what he wants because his priorities are so split. Mm-hmm. But I kept asking my dad and like spirit guides, I was like, send me signs because my dad, as you know, I mean, when you lose a parent, you are sad yeah. and they're not going to be at certain milestones moving forward. So right. like it's on you to sort of keep them alive. And I think, I don't know what dimension that's even in, but I try and keep my dad relatively present. And so I'm like, all right, dad, do your job. Since you can't give me or him your blessing, give me a sign that when I'm with somebody, it's, you know, red or green lights, because I want to either move forward with them or I don't. Wait, and I that, feel that's like hard though. Like, is it specifically red and green lights? Or are you just saying, no, 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 no. like, I, like go or stop kind of thing. So then you like break up and like stay with the guy at one stoplight. You're like, fuck. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this guy keeps hitting traffic. I think that this is a deal breaker. Back and forth. He keeps sending texts that like every time you stop at at a light, you're like, ah, well, dad said red. And (laughs) And I get out of the car and I'm like, sorry, I'm going to walk home. (laughs) So (laughs) no, I think it's more for me, like real signs though with the guy that, I'm referring to that I keep referring to, I did see certain signs and it was really tricky for me because I felt like, wow, these are things that I haven't seen with anybody else. But then there was the like last day that I saw him and it was a really like big day where we spent 11 hours together and it was a whole thing. And I'm like, all right, dad, give me this like particular sign today that tells me this is my guy. And it ended up being that I didn't get that sign. And instead I got the complete opposite. So it was a sign that it was not going to work out. And I was like, well, I got the sign. He's not for me. And like the fact that this guy didn't want really a lot to do with mochi. My dad was super into animals and all of this stuff. So that would have been a major deal breaker. And so as far as signs go, I asked for them. I look for them. 
I don't you know. Ask if, for specific signs. Like I know you're we were supposed to about, be specific. I know we joke about like the, this, the green light and the red light, stoplight, whatever. But like, do you say like some people always go to a butterfly? Do you know what I mean? Like there or, or like, you know, a blue bird or something like, do you ask for specific things? And then if you see it, you're like, but damn, or are you like, like, like what you're saying about Mochi? Like, it's really just they, the, the sign is them exposing themselves to what it is that you do or don't want. And like, say or do something that is clear. It's a, it's like a clear, like, okay, that's not the person for me. Well, there's two sides to this. So on one side, I sort of leave it open-ended because my dad and I didn't really have a million things that we could use. I, I sort of extract things now, like retroactively looking back at our history together. And I'm like, this could be a sign. Let me plant the seed. So I read an article on the anniversary of my dad passing. I sent it to Lauren about signs. There were certain signs I saw during that time, which were super wild because during the time that I was seeing these signs, I didn't know they were exactly what they were until I read this article a couple of days later. And then it all started to click. That was sign so, about the article about signs was your sign. No, I looked for that. <laughs> I Googled the, the article about signs, but it told me about the other signs. So it happened to be that I had seen a bunch of things that week. And they say that when you're looking for signs and you're more open to receiving them, that you actually do. A lot of people, though, see very specific ones that are stereotypical because that is what it is. Similar to dreams. We all have had the teeth falling out dream or we didn't graduate college or high school or whatever it is. There's a lot of very particular ones that more often than not people have had because they signify a certain thing. So when it comes to signs from people who have passed, for when I was at Lauren's house, I saw this like light orb that just blasted across photos I randomly took of Lauren's stepdaughter. Well, Lauren definitely had ghosts at her house. Remember when I was editing last week's episode? Well, you could hear my dad it. is probably there or maybe Lauren's, you know, grandma. So Lauren sees signs all the time. Like she mentioned in the, uh, the conversation with Kimberly that she lives on the street of her like grandma's name and that there are certain things that she has noticed over time. And, she, you know, we're that all was creepy. when I was editing that episode, because just for the listeners to know, I, I sent you guys a whole video of like in between when like. It was coming from – nobody was speaking, but it was coming from Lauren's um, microphone, and it, you, it was, like, thumping. You could hear, like, a heartbeat, and then you could also hear, like – like, there was definitely noises coming from Kimberly's side, too, like her mic, too, and it sounded like male voice on her side, and there wasn't Maybe anybody. Maybe it was my dad, remember? She was saying – or my grandfather, because she was oh, like, yeah. oh, there's some male energy that's watching over you that has been since you were seven, and I'm like – yeah. Good, but also let's chop chop it up on the things you're bringing to my life. Granted, I don't know if maybe these people protected me from like drastic harm that I have skirted by. I just drove to Austin, right? I just drove to Austin for a couple of weeks and I was driving down there and I'm about four hours outside the city and I'm in a brand new Ford 2020 Explorer. It's a nice car. It's never, there's nothing wrong with it, right? And there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. It's like 14,000 miles on the car. I'm like four hours outside the city and my um, low oil pressure lamp comes on to the point where it makes like the, the, you know, on the internet it says, if this light comes on, get the fuck off the road now because you'll fuck your up. your car here. would be on fire? Well, it would just, the engine would seize and shut down and it would cost me a lot of money, right? Oh. So I get off of this small town in Ozana, which it's like population. What's Ozana? Exactly. I'm like, do you Sounds have like a bar? Ozarks. I'm like, do you guys have a bar? I can go get a drink. They're like, well, there's the rodeo. And I'm like, is that the name of the bar? They're like, 
no, it's a rodeo. <laughs> it's right around the corner. They should have beer there. I'm like, where the fuck am I? Wound up taking a uh, tow truck with this guy, really nice guy, but he drove me through every small town four and a half hours away to uh, Austin. And it was great. But when I got to the Ford dealership, they were like, your oil cap came off. And I was like, okay. And then I looked at the pictures I took right when I got off the road. And I look at the guy at the Ford company. I'm like, is this the oil cap? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's on my car. And he goes, it was off. Our mechanic says it was off. And I'm like, it wasn't off. It was on. He goes, I can't explain it. He goes, I don't know what the issue was. I don't know what it was that made your car stop and that light go on. But if your cap's on there, and that's the only reason that that light would go on is your oil pressure and that cap was missing. And our guy says your cap was missing, but it's here. And I see it in the pictures. And I went back and told my friend Jess about it. And she's like, that's divine intervention. Somebody wanted you off the road. Yeah. At I that believe in time, that kind of stuff. You know? Totally. Yeah. Also, by the way, that is how every Hallmark movie starts. There's some sort of car issue, and then some tow truck driver picks you up, and then you go into the the small town and you fall in love with the mechanic. You guys remember Doc, you remember Doc Hollywood? Yes. You remember Doc Hollywood yes. with Michael J. Fox? What are you I, talking about? It's a movie, Jen. She's seen no movies. <laughs> Basically, what this is all saying is that you need to level up to the fifth dimension in order to get into cuffing season. You're welcome. So everyone, if you missed our episodes, now you have a bit of insight into how they all went down. You can listen to them, decide for yourself if you want to embark in some cute little casual sex that doesn't hurt your heart, or maybe go from the third or fourth dimension into the fifth, or maybe just stay in the third and swipe away if you want and don't make much of it. But that's for you to decide. And also, if you're alone, though, now you have content to listen to. So really, you don't even need a date. And you can, while you're figuring out which one of those things works best for you, you can keep tuning into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with a friend. And please do not forget to join the class of Master Daters. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. You can also follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. And you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. It's complicated.